This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by hotmovies.com. Try out some ethical paid-for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret subscriptions when you sign up at hotmovies.com and use the promo code MANHOR. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, all you New York cores and Canadian cucks and Brit-tits? This is Billy Proceed, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Can you hear that air conditioner? Uh, can you? Because it's not, it's not going off. I'm not, I'm not going to turn it off here. Normally when I record, I, I turn off the air conditioning just for that. Uh, but it's not going to happen right now because I'm not going to, I'm just not going to have a heat stroke for you. I love you all so much, but not, not going to sit here in a pool of my own ball sweat for you. So you're good, just going to have to deal with that sound. You staying cool? You guys staying hydrated? Gotta stay hydrated. I hope you were able to manage to still have like a hot and heavy week, uh, despite the actual hot and heaviness. But seriously, did did anyone fuck? I I'm surprised any anyone had sex in New York City this past weekend. It was a hundred degrees. It, it, was, it felt like one ten at sometimes. Um, and and I still kept a full dance card. I I kind of want to tell you about it. You know, I don't know if you all remember an episode I did with this woman, uh, Jen would have came out a couple years back. She's a, a married woman who's contemplating divorce. And we had met like nine years ago. We met in the summer of 2010. The shortened version of the story goes, I was at a bar waiting to go to a casino. Uh, but I was watching the end of a, a World Cup game. And these two like really attractive older women started chatting me up. And like an idiot, I didn't realize they were flirting with me till kind of the end. But this woman, Jen, this cute blonde, goes to the bathroom and her friend rats around and goes, oh, her? Her and her husband used to be swingers. And now I was a really hip 21-year-old who listens to, you know, Savage Lovecast. So I was like, ooh, I, mm, I know about swingers. <laughs> but, but genuinely, you know, I think she thought that was supposed to get a rise out of me. For, but for me, it was this validating experience because outside of, you know, wild craigslist encounters i had never met someone quote-unquote normal in the quote-unquote real world who did non-monogamy ethical non-monogamy and so for and i kind of i knew i felt that way i knew that made sense in my brain of how i was going to love and how i want my relationships to look so it was this validating experience of meeting someone who looked normal and sane and and happy and had a family and and also did this I told her recently, I was like, that, that was a plot point in the canon of Billy Persida. We, uh, I mean, we made out later that night and we, we had a very, very brief sexual encounter like a week later and then, and then never, then see her again. And it's been nine years and, and we've talked and flirted off and on for that full time. It definitely got reinvigorated when she did the podcast. Um, because at the end, like we went, we grabbed like some lunch and then she drove me to my next appointment, but we sat in this car kind of staring at each other, waiting to kiss one another. There was this massive amount of sexual tension. Our, our, our foreheads were against each other's. And then she said, I don't think I should right now. And I think in her mind, it was like, this seems like it's going to be an impulsive decision. And when I do this, when I, cheat on my husband because at the time um and still kind of you know they're not technically um non-monogamous so 
she was like, I, I think she didn't want it to be an impulsive decision. I think she wanted it to be a very active uh, decision. So we did not do anything. And, and just we flirted for years. We've made plans. They've had to get canceled on both sides multiple times. And then finally, finally, after nine years of pining after this babe, who I met when she was, what, 37 or 38? So, like, she's in her, you know mid to late 40s right now <laughs> and still has a killer body uh but we we finally went out and it wasn't it wasn't a fuck date you know it was a i mean it was a fuck date but it didn't feel like a fuck date like we didn't we didn't like meet up in a motel room and just like shag all night like we met up and we shared our first kiss in nine years which felt so natural and not even like it didn't feel like it was like, oh, my God. You know, it, there was no buildup. It was just like, oh, hey, sweetie, and a kiss. And we went out. We grabbed some dinner, and a very long dinner. I had a probably one of the best steaks I've ever had at, at Momofuku Nishi, which I later, towards the end of the date, realized was a restaurant I could not afford. <laughs> that was a fun check to get. And then we went back to this hotel room that we, we got, and... Yeah, like, the sex was hot and passionate, but, like, there was also these way tender moments, and it was a very special night. And not because this is the beginning of a newfound relationship. Not, I mean, we we don't not have plans to sleep together again, but we also don't have plans to sleep together again yet. But it was, like, this culmination of flirting, and... I just kind of left and I walked into the sweltering heat and realizing like I'm really fucking lucky. Life is pretty awesome when you go out and you get what you want and you go after something that you uh, have pined over, obviously in a respectful, <laughs> consensual fashion. But, you know, it could, this never had to happen. It only happened because we both kept reaching out to someone that we often thought about she's an important woman in my life and not important in a romantic way. She is just important. Um, the same way, like, uh, one of your mo more involved high school teachers in important is important in your life. You know, they validated something in you. They believed in you. They encouraged you. This one just, you know, did the encouragement with her vagina, but like, it's, <laughs> she's, a, I don't know. I'm feeling very happy and special about it. I also I also went to Hacienda on Saturday night with a with a woman I've been seeing. I've been uh, we can we can say dating. We we had that talk uh, the the early stages of dating talk where we're like, is this fucking or dating? Like, are we testing out the romance? Or are we like feigning romance so we can fuck each other? And it w so it seems like we're dating, and that was really fun. And in general, I've just been, uh, you know, I thought I thought it was time to give you all a bit of an update of what Billy's um, dating life is like. If you're part of uh, the Champagne Room, my super secret Facebook group for patrons, you'll you probably know a lot of this stuff because of our weekly sexual achievement Sunday thread. But I know I haven't updated many of you that much, and there are a couple other women who are who are in the sphere right now, and I guess I'll update you as those develop. But. You know, I know I've made frequent mention to having low libido, experiencing low libido for several months earlier this year, and, and I've only just gotten back this summer and, and late spring. I've only just gotten back into feeling horny and having sex and dating and actively seeking out people. Potentially too much. So I just wanted to update everybody about that, and that was really special. But, th but then there was this other experience where, you know, I hosted a speed dating event recently, uh, last week, and I... When I when I host these speeding events, they do their matches on the company's website, and my boss will toss me into like the offerings, kind of a, as a way of like, hey, Billy, if you thought anyone was cute, consider it a bonus tip for what we pay you. And I don't tend to always seek women out on it, but occasionally, like usually every event, one or two women will select me. They'll be like, oh, maybe these guys were so bad, uh, the host can't be that shitty. He's got pretty eyes. And I matched with like a bunch of women selected me from the group. And then I was like, ooh, cool. But whenever 
I connect with women from the speeding event, people I did not speed date with, remember? You know, these are women who just watched me run the event. I will reach out to them. I'll contact them and I'll say, hey, yeah, you're really cute. Maybe get together sometime. And, and then I will say, by the way, I know we didn't get to, I didn't, you wouldn't know this because we didn't chat, but I'm not monogamous. But more often than not, when I match with people, um, through the speeding service, you know, when I, when I share that I'm non-monogamous, I'm, it's an instant turnoff. They're like, Oh, I mean, look, you're really cute and you seem really funny, but I'm monogamous or I'm looking for something ugh, serious. Just a side note, everybody, uh, non-monogamous does or poly doesn't mean not serious. Uh, it just means not monogamous. Monogamy does not equal being serious. How do ethical non-monogamous people meet each other? Or how do they meet people who are open-minded to that? Now, it's one thing when it's like Tinder and Bumble and stuff, because I just have that in my bio. Anyone who talks to me on on those apps, they know what's up. I know Field is out there, but Field is kind of hit or miss in the sense that like, you know, it's part non-monogamy dating. It's part kink stuff. It's part unicorn hunting. It's part vanilla dating, but maybe we want to go to sex parties together. It's there's not a lot of a focus on there. It's kind of just like if FetLife had an app. So like field is nice, but it's not focused enough. And then when you're in the real world, like you just have to, you don't wear a sign that says, hi, I don't do monogamy, but I also enjoy romance and dating and falling in love. So I guess I'm leaving this as an open-ended question, but how do those of you who practice non-monogamy, how do y'all find other people to date? How do you date other people um, outside of, the basic apps like a Tinder or a Bumble, like what do you use? How do you do it? Or when you're meeting people in the real world, how do you broach that subject? Or how do you feel someone out? So, you know, shoot me an email, uh, manhorpod at gmail.com. Would love to know what your non-monogamy dating strategies are. Very curious. In the meantime, I've been pitching my boss at the speed dating company. I've been like, we should throw a non-monogamy speed dating event. That way's you know, everyone who's on the speed dates, like we're, we know we're all on board and we don't have to waste our three minutes of the speed date uh, on that. Well, you know, that uh, that that monologue there, probably more entertaining or at least more interesting than my, you know, Trump rant last week. Um, but we got a great show this week, everyone. I've got on uh, porn star, uh, porn filmmaker Jane Way, and I can't wait to share them with you uh, in a bit. But first... Show Get dates. them hot. Get them dates. Show dates. Look, it's next weekend, everybody. It is coming up. Man Con. And within Man Con, I would love for all those of you in the general New York metropolitan area to come out to the Man Podcast live show on August 3rd. August 3rd, on the Lower East Side at Karma Lounge, I'm going to have comedians getting heckled by their exes, and we have the comedians lined up. We've got Trey Gallion. We've got Julia Schachter from uh, Keith and the Girl and the Orbits podcast. We've got Alicia Hush. We've got a, uh, uh, they're very funny people, and their exes will hopefully bring some uh, interesting tension to the table. Tickets are uh, $15 online. They're $20 at the door. We do have limited seating. Okay, last year we sold out this venue. It's, a, it's an intimately sized venue. So August 3rd, New York City. I want to see you there. Get your tickets at manhorpod.com slash tickets. Again, that's manhorpod.com slash tickets. And now for this week's guest, Jane Way. Uh, I've been... Wanted to record with Jane for a while. I've been following uh, them on the Twitters for years. Big fan. One, a hottie. I was trying to think of like what the gender neutral terms for a hottie would be. And I was like, a oh, hottie. I was like, maybe babe. But I was like, no, no, no hottie. That works. Uh, total hottie. Tattooed into it uh but also very fun uh is fun on twitter but also informative on twitter shares a lot about their disabilities of which they actually have a lot we joke about it in the episode but it's like it's like it's just is god fucking with you it's you should you should not have to hold on to so many oppressive cards uh, but they are fantastic and very industrious and uh, impressive to talk to. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. A uh, little side note, uh, two things. One, 
with three things. Uh, one, this is the last of all of those AVN episodes I recorded back in January. So this is uh, this was recorded a very long time ago, but it's coming out now. Uh, we recorded at the AVN Awards, uh, where I've recorded with a lot of other uh, awesome porn peeps. As such, when I was at AVN, like an idiot this year, I lost my voice right before I went. So if my voice sounds a little harsh, it's because I was still recovering from being a moron. And lastly, uh, during this conversation, so so uh, Jane has a condition that I I have trouble pronouncing, but um, suffers from a condition that causes them to be go through bouts of weakness, like physical weakness. And these microphones are not feather light. So uh, during this, I am I am holding my microphone to my face, but I'm also extending and holding a microphone to their face for a large chunk of it. So they're picked up a little lightly. Uh, so we've done what we could to raise their uh, their levels. But if you hear any hissing in the background, I apologize. But we're just trying to we're just trying to get so you can hear Jane uh, clearly because they have a lot of great things to say. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and just get to it. Let's get to my conversation with Jane Way. <sighs> Jane Way and I would both agree that it is important to hashtag pay for some of your porn. That's why I'm a big fan of working with hotmovies.com. Paying for porn can feel expensive, and I understand. You know, it's you know, technically you can watch it for free, but it's important to put money into that ecosystem. But it's so expensive if you have to pay twenty or twenty-five dollars a month or fifteen dollars a month to a bunch of different people and studios and websites. But HotMovies.com gives you access to hundreds of thousands of videos from all these different porn stars and studios, uh, all these different categories and fetishes, whatever you're into. They got something for you. And I think we've all experienced this when we have paid for porn on some other sites. There's like secret subscriptions you didn't know about because you didn't read the fine print. We should read the fine print, by the way. Hey, but we didn't. We were horny and our hands were covered in uh, in olive oil or whatever you beat off with. Don't judge me. So, you know, maybe you didn't realize. And then three months later, you're like, why am I missing like hundreds of dollars in my checking account? Oh, yeah, that free trial I signed up for for that one site, but then I forgot that I was going to kick in at $30 a month afterwards. Yeah, Hot Movies doesn't do that. I personally, Hot Movies has my credit card information. They have never charged me when I didn't ask to be charged. And that's my favorite thing because uh, it, it makes them a transparent site. So you're not going to feel duped. Like they have a free trial. You get, tw- you get 40 free minutes when you use promo code MANHOR when you sign up. Um, and if you, you put in your credit card information, but they'll never charge you until you go back in and actually buy something. And I think that's, uh, I think that's special. So, Hey, when you're done listening to Jane way on this week's man whore podcast, going over to hotmovies.com, sign up with promo code man whore. You're going to get 20 extra minutes on top of any package you sign up for. Uh, if you sign up for the free trial, it turns it into a 40 minute free trial. Again, go to hotmovies.com promo code man whore. But now let's get to the show. I like, I, I like it. I like someone holding my mic for me while I smoke a cigarette. It's good. Yeah, you like, you like having a, some sort of service boy. <laughs> this is the precedent I like to set for podcasts. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm setting the bar kind of high for the future ones. <laughs> or it's like, hey Billy, why don't you buy a fucking mic stand? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because my name's Billy too. Wait, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. My name's my name's William. So it's funny because every time you're like, oh Billy, I'm like, oh no, what did I do? <laughs> I don't mind people knowing that, obviously. I was about to ask. Well, how'd you pick the name Jane Way? A Star Trek, obviously. I don't want Star, Star Trek. Tra- you don't know Star Trek. Oh, uh, I'm, uh, it's a J- Catherine Janeway. It's a Star Trek captain on the USS Voyager. Interesting. Yeah, okay. She's the first female captain, which is weird for me to pick. In, well, pick a female name, but it's a it's a, it's a fictional surname. It's good times. Yeah. Well, let me just adjust that a little bit. Yeah. Well, Jane Way, I'm glad we got to finally sit down and chat last year. A little, little sleep 
through as a interview. <laughs> little little understandable sleep through. I booked <laughs> I booked myself way 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 too. I overbooked myself and I just crashed. I had and I was here with a client too, so mm. it was definitely like a. It's not like I get to the hotel room and the labor stops. Yeah. You know what I mean. So well, hey, you know what? Uh, the the person I won't call out that slept through uh, yesterday. Oh no! I never got like an overly apologetic text message from them. So. Uh, you're great. You're fine. <laughs> I you know. I felt so bad. I was like, I have to make it up to you. But you're, yeah, you're, um, I've been following you on Twitter for a bit. Like you're really fun to follow on there. Like well, we'll take away like the, you know, the obviously like super hot, all that stuff. But it's like, you're really cool to like follow on social media and, you know, talk about more than just porn and, and things of that nature. Um, so cool. yeah, How I'm glad we could so? be here. I like to be be as approachable as possible. Uh, yeah, but, uh, despite the the gauges and the septum piercing and the shaved yeah, head. Yeah, people think I'm people think I'm a, t- I'm a hard ass, but I'm just like a very nice little autistic person <laughs> that loves everybody. You're, oh, so you're super. You're much softer and cuddlier than yeah, yeah, than you than seem. I yeah. Definitely. Yeah, because you do have the very like anyone with my face comes within five feet of you vibe. You're yeah, gonna scream. People, people <laughs> think I'm gonna fuck them up, but I mostly just want to like snuggle i'm doing the snuggling <laughs> thing i just like snuggling and being nice and i love everybody pretty much until they give me a reason not to so yeah uh well <laughs> but then how do you yeah, so how do you differentiate between like obviously the sex you're having on screen which uh might be different from the sex that you're having in oh, real yeah. life or just like the persona not even the sex part but like the the persona parts yeah. um so i have multiple personalities so it's very easy for me to compartmentalize uh-huh. because jane is like a whole other personality and like a lot of my personalities are integrated together mm-hmm. um, which is like a goal for people with multiple personalities mm-hmm. um, we try to integrate the alters so I'm pretty integrated I don't really black out as much and I'm just not like very like it was a lot worse when I was younger I'd be like I'd lose days and not know what I did and like all this stuff but now that like Jane just developed as like I developed into my career so it's really easy for me to like Turn it they kind of all morphed into the professional yeah yeah so there's a lot of what there's like jane as a part of me so it's really easy to be to be me because it is a part of me mm-hmm. yeah. yeah what was that what was it like growing up with that it was really hard <laughs> i mean yeah yeah that's <laughs> it's really hard lots of trauma it comes from too much trauma trauma oh. overload so lots of trauma in my past um yeah, and it just kind of your brain creates these other personalities because I always think of it as like if you have a glass of water mm-hmm. and the trauma is the water, and if your glass gets too full, then you have to put it in other glasses. So that's kind of what the personalities are. Instead of having it all in one glass, mm-hmm. you um, like you develop these other glasses that hold some of the trauma and make it a little more like a little easier for you to handle. Did your parents like know what no, was going on? Like, no, did they no, think no. you were a was, rowdy I kid was, at first? Oh my god, no! I was the worst child. I was in foster care and all that fun stuff, and you know, so I was a really difficult child. I was my parents' first child, mm-hmm. and they had me pretty late on, so they were like very confused, and it was very hard for them too. Um, we're good now, though. Like, we're really um, we're chill and my parents love me a lot and are very supportive and um i've like obviously got psychiatric help which is like really important yeah <laughs> when you have a mental illness absolutely so i'm pretty like i'm decent now we have a good relationship but i was a really tough child to deal with and i don't envy them at all <laughs> when did when did they when were you diagnosed like so i was died they have first thought i had it when i was around 13 but they back then it wasn't like an actual illness quote unquote like a lot of psychiatrists don't still don't accept it as like an actual thing multiple personality yeah borderline or it's multiple personalities so it's it's a dissociative it's called dissociative identity disorder so like it's a dissociative disorder now there's a lot more research around it and stuff and people are more like that's how i finally got my diagnosis was a couple years ago but like they suspected that i had it um when i was younger but they were like it's got to be something else because it can't be that so it was definitely a long road 
getting from there to here, which yeah. is, uh, <laughs> sorry, if anybody watches Star Trek, they'll understand the reference I just made. Oh, oh, that's why you made the face? Oh, geez. It's just <laughs> no, I, it's. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were just like uh, nervously admitting oh, to no. like a long road and no. determining like, do I want to share this part or this oh, part? No, no, it's no, like, no. no, you just made a nerd it's reference. It's a really nerdy <laughs> reference. Um, the theme song, the worst theme song in the whole Trek franchise is... It's a song that goes, it's a long road getting from there to here is like the the opening line. I trust you. Yeah, uh, it's as the I... Enterprise theme song. So <laughs> it's really terrible and I try it and I can't believe it. I didn't even mean to make that reference. So that's just how ingrained in my brain it is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so they thought of 13, but then they were like, maybe not. And then later on, you... yeah, later on, they're like, this makes the most sense. So And how old were you when they finally kind of were like, yeah, this makes sense. Let's help them. Yeah. 22 like a year ago so oh then what the nine years in between what what the fuck like suffering and all these misdiagnoses and stuff so they're like (sighs) oh it's bipolar or it's bpd or this that and the other thing and it was finally like okay well this is what we thought it was nine years ago but so it's kind of where it's at. But you've been doing sex work and porn for longer than you weren't yeah. diagnosed, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I was ha- pretty big into my addiction and really all over the place and super sick for a lot of my the my a lot of my earlier career, so. So I got to imagine that like I mean, how did that play a role in I mean, where were did it get in the way of what you were doing? Oh yeah, or? I mean like I was I'd sl- like I'd sleep through shoots cuz I the party the party personality would do all the drugs and stay up for days mm. and all this kind of stuff and my priorities really weren't in check but it's really in the last year or two that i really got my um got focused on my career and i've been building the empire that i've been that i've been working on and the filthy fucking luxurious empire yes, of yours exactly yes. um i got my movie out i got filthy fucking luxury out i got the Biz nomination i got the avn nomination Killer. so i've just what are you nominated for for avn uh favorite indie clip star nice. yeah so it's super exciting apparently there's like uh i've never been to the avn awards before i've been to other awards mm. But I've never been to these ones. So apparently there's like a, you get a sticker if you're, you apparently you get a sticker if you're a nominee and you go to this press room and like do all this stuff. So I have a very big night ahead of me. That's exciting. <laughs> but it is, it is really exciting. I'm not expecting to win. It's just an honor to be nominated. Um, but I'm really just happy to be here. Did you find that uh, pre-getting diagnosed that affected, I mean, obviously affected the business parts of it, maybe sleeping mm-hmm. through things or whatever, but the shoot, like, the work itself? Yeah, I was just like, now I'm just more aware mm. of who I am and my body and my triggers and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's just before, before I was coping the best way I could, but maybe it wasn't where I'd like to be at, so mm. I finally got my... So, I, oh, I must have been a year and a half ago then because I got sober a year and a half ago and I got diagnosed and I really got my shit together. So mm. and I'm very happy, <laughs> very happy about that because it was close to rock bottom there for a while. What's it like being a sober person in the industry? Because I've, I've talked to some others who are like iffy about even discussing and being like oh. that open about it, like. Because they don't want people to think that there's some sort of drug addled someone. No, but. there's there's a good there's a good sober community mm-hmm. in the adult industry. Like we have our own AA meetings when AVN rolls around and stuff like that. Like it's really there's a lot of support. There's a lot of sober people, so um, I don't find it that difficult at all. That's great to keep my my edge. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, it's hard to lose an edge uh, with your look. That's pretty impossible <laughs> to me. But I mean, it is a it is a week and weekend that is surrounded with like there is a lot of drink. There's definitely a lot of drugs around. It. There's and, like free drinks or happy hour and stuff like that. Like it's so easy to just yeah. fall off the wagon. I mean, but. I'm a gambling act, and this is like uh, this, this is a rough is week Vegas. for me. Yeah. yeah, it's really fucking hard. Yeah, uh, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine for sure. I've never gambling was like the one thing I never. I could never really get into it. It really is the most expensive of the addictions. Oh, try doing an eight ball of cocaine a night for you spend sixty thousand dollars on drugs in five months and uh, Fine, you win. Fine, yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, in the height of it I was doing like seven hundred dollars of coke a night and just myself. And then I would buy for other people because I'd be high and I'd be like, because 'cause I'm for, I'm 
one of those people that would just buy all the drugs and give them away because I really wanted to. I'd have my own, but then I'd have like I'd want other people to yeah. be there with me. The, the, you're buying, you're kind of renting friends through yeah, the drugs. Yeah, exactly. And my entire friend group changed once I got sober, and I'm really thankful for that because it just it's just not a point in my life that I'm very proud of. But I'm happy mm-hmm. that I've got, gone through it. Did you have any friends who made the crossover? A couple. That's a good. Couple. A That's couple nice. people made the crossover, but a lot of it was just toxic, toxic people and toxic situations. And I, I got sober. I think I moved to Toronto in 2016, and I got sober in 2017. So there was a good, a good year of getting fucked up in the city. And then now, like most of my friends are my are my hooker friends and mm. my porn star friends and. I have a couple. My boyfriend's a civilian. My girlfriend's a stripper. Um, does, he, does he like being called a civilian? <laughs> I mean, like... Because comics, we call civilian civilian. Like, yeah. comics, we might call you a civilian. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then for, no, I, he doesn't get mad about it. He's actually... He's been a, featured in a bunch of my premium Snapchat stuff um, that I've been doing. And he's really... We're actually setting up... We're going to shoot him for Porn's Not Dead. And he's actually, like... A, he's very charismatic on camera mm. and he definitely wants to get into the industry so um he's definitely an exhibitionist which i love because mm. i'm a total exhibitionist we met in a star trek ship posting group on facebook why wouldn't you i, I mean, know right like, <laughs> that's what you do <laughs> so we bonded over our love of star trek and then bonded over our love of having sex with each other and then recording it so it's definitely he takes really good photos of me he's like an you know like that meme where it's like i want an instagram boyfriend that like takes all my photos and stuff i just like stumbled upon that without even like trying to look for it so last time i was in vegas a couple months ago like i did a layover and i had a Mm -hmm. friend and she was like hey like uh, we were gonna try to sneak a blowjob in before she drove me to the airport she's like can we put this on the premium my premium snapchat i'm like yeah i love attention <laughs> even if it's not necessarily on me like i, I can it's pretend it is attention. in my head it's still validation <laughs> it's great i love my premium snapchat because there's everyone's like super cool like i post like a tit and dudes are like i love you <laughs> i love you so much and i'm like okay this is good i like this but is it also wild it's like yo it's a tit like you act, mm. act like you've been there before it's a good tit though oh no no your tits are great tit. Both tits are, of yours are great They're tits. Wonderful. But you, sometimes the way you see, especially like dudes at these conventions react, it's as if they've never seen tits before. Oh, yeah. No, I know. But it's like porn star titties, right? Like it's a whole other kind of titty. This is my stance on the whole like dudes who obsess with taking pictures on the convention floor of titties that they already see online. It's, but it's real life titties. I get that. And I'm saying you can see the photos online, yeah. but if you want to stop and get in my way trying to walk through, <laughs> just so you can take a picture from the exact same angles as a thousand other dudes where you could just go Google and find I'm- it, I say take a selfie with the tits or be in the picture with the tits because at least now they are like is a personalized experience I, I disagree I disagree if you take like first of all a lot of a lot of um performers charge to have photos sure. taken with you so maybe they're like poor they spent all their money mm. to try to get out here to just see their favorite porn star and they want a photo to remember it by i don't think it's that much i think you're being too hard on them i mean in, but I, I also have the same opinion on people who go to rockefeller center to take a picture of the fucking tree where i'm like take a picture of yourself in front of the tree you but- sound like you're in, from new york <laughs> and i know you're from new york so it just re re solidifies that you're definitely from new york yeah i'm look maybe i'm old school but i'm like take in a moment like like be excited about the real life titty be excited about this titties that you love watching on the internet but then you get a photo of the titty and you get to sit there and look at the titty and be like i took that photo of the titty and i was there but whether it's the titty or the eiffel tower or the rockefeller tree i'm kind of like take the take a few things in and like experience and create that memory in your brain a lot of people have issues uh, issues with memories and need outside stimuli to kind of you know, like I'm a huge smell person. So really? like I'll forget things until I smell something and then it'll bring it back in me. Lots of people need outside stimuli to remember the exciting things in their life. What's an example of, of that? I'm trying to think like, like I could be not thinking about my partner or an ex or something. And then I smell like something I associate with them mm-hmm. and it'll bring back all of these memories where I last smelled that smell kind of thing. Like the same way that gasoline makes me think of like 
all those party nights that I've had, right? Like mm. if I'm with my, say I'm with my ex and I smell gasoline and it's going to trigger those memories in me. It's just a different kind of, like different kind of stimuli. Some people like you are like, I can look at a thing and remember it. But like I have terrible memory, especially with multiple personalities, sure. right? So I need those outside stimuli to kind of remember a sure. lot of things that happened to me. So I think you're being a little bit, I think it's just, I think you're being a little bit hard on them. Okay, okay. <laughs> I won't hold it against you though. I also, I do though want like low credit, like I am getting a hang of this uh, switching with the mics. Switching the mics? Why I am, do you keep switching it? Because they're heavy. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. they're heavy, yes. Well, because, so, so, no, no. And do, no, please don't apologize. Like I'm happy to comment. Yeah. Please. Um, My, this is, you're saving me this, all that. Yes, pain. I am. No, I'm happy to. I'm just. I'm saying. Um, I'm used to like being like this, or like uh, I, close here. It's the extension because now we're getting into oh, the, the, all, bi- the biceps. We're getting to like yeah here and like some deltoid stuff. So yeah. it's like uh, really right now I'm exercising. And I thank you for sure, that because I have welcome. not had time. You're this whole week. <laughs> That's what that was my entire plan the whole time. Oh, I'm glad you were thinking of me. Of course. <laughs> Well, I think I first became aware of you. You were in the, like a news cycle, like maybe a couple yeah, years ago, a few years a, ago. Yeah, uh, Vice documentary on me. Uh, Vice did a documentary on me as like a disabled gender fluid sex worker and it kind of blew up. And now I beat like, I beat Kate Mulgrew on the SEO. Yeah. Like, Google, Google ranking. Kate Mulgrew is the, who, the girl who played Captain Janeway or the woman, uh, I should say. Oh, woman, so, oh so you own Janeway. Yeah. I don't own it. No, no, but like in like on Google, you, uh, like like my dad and I have the same name. You Google uh, Billy Presida. I own oh, Billy Presida. Okay, he yeah. may own William Presida, but like I own Billy Presida now, okay. and he's not happy about it. Well, <laughs> that's his problem. But but so you've got Jane Way. You I beat out. Actually, I met Kate Mulgrew. Shut up. No, I didn't. I told her that I used the Jane Way name, and she thought that was really cool, and she signed me. Um, she signed me a poster that says one good Janeway deserves another. So I'm like Janeway approved. Do you just die at that point? You're like, I'm good. <laughs> I was like, I'm really glad she doesn't hate sex work because I was worried that this older white woman would maybe be really, really shitty about sex work. And I waited in line for hours at this convention high out of my mind. I had like snuck Coke in and then ran out as I was waiting um and i was like a sniffling mess she's like didn't shake my hand because i was just like wiping my nose Uh and it was disgusting but i like it was really terrifying for me to be at a convention because conventions that was before i had my pre-avn stuff and i was really like i'm autistic so convention floors can be really really difficult for me Mm -hmm. if i'm not and then the coke just makes it worse right so um, I'm surprised I made it through it to meet her, but I did, and I made a terrible impression. But I hope she finds solace in knowing that I'm a much better. Wait, person how'd you now. make how'd you make a terrible impression? I was just like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I was like coked out of my mind. So I, I like I said, I hope she I hope she was proud of me. Well, it sounds like you got the Janeway, yeah, you got the Janeway seal of approval. I, I mean, did. but that is scary to meet someone like you idolize or whatever like that yeah. because like what if they're I am worried to meet Kevin Smith. Oh no. Because Kevin Smith oh, See, look, I'm just I'm really into like my working at, you I'm really into groove. this. <laughs> Kevin Smith told a story about working with Bruce Willis on Cop Out. Okay. You, okay. l- you let me know when you're I'll done. I'll pass it back okay? to you. Okay, I do not mind. I'll pass it back <laughs> to you. He told a story about shooting cop out with Bruce Willis and how fucking terrible and horrendous it was. Previously, idolized Bruce. He's like, yes, I'll get to work with Bruce Willis. And he talked about how like a diva he would be on set or how uh, you know he didn't really want to do any of the press. And he was like, don't meet your heroes. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to meet Kevin Smith because like, what if he's like kind of low-key kind of a jerk? Yeah. And I'm like, I'd be terrified. I met Jason Mewes because mm-hmm. I got to interview him like uh, back in November for some website. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, please be cool. Please. Like one, I'm telling myself, fucking be cool. Yeah. And then I'm also like in my head, I'm like, oh my God, Jason, please be cool. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily he was. Oh, although that's good. Jesus, he, that heroin will age you. That oh, he looks. Oh yeah. Believe me. I know. Without the makeup, he looks. <laughs> he's like 40 and like he looks heroin never never do heroin kids because i'll tell you it'll ruin your life it'll ruin your face 
I luckily quit it before, before it got it bad. Affected all this wonderful. I'm still I'm I'm a baby. I'm 23. <laughs> I'm still like I got out pretty I got out pretty early, but like I was started doing drugs when I was like 12 years old. I was like stealing codeine out of my mom's cabinet. Am I allowed to say your home state? Home state, New Jersey. Yeah, your fellow state. Jerseyite. And so, yeah. as what 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 prompted all that 12 year old? Craziness? Well, I was 12 years old. I was in Canada at this point. Oh, okay. So yeah. wait, wait. You you started in Jersey? No, I started in Canada. Okay. My mom's from Jersey, and then I moved back and moved in with my grandmother for a bit, and then I'm a, I was a really really hard to deal with kid. Okay. So okay. I was just, okay. So so you did mostly your growing up in, in Canada. Canada, but I am gotcha. from Jersey. Mm-hmm. I am an American citizen and all that fun stuff, which makes thanks mom and dad because it makes shooting porn way easier. Yeah. How um. How is that? How does it make it more difficult? If bigger, you com- bigger companies need to sponsor a work visa for out of country okay. talent, but I'm an American, so I can just file my own taxes. But since you're based in Canada, like, is it difficult shooting Canada as an American? Um, like, no. Well, like, mo- like mostly. Okay, so if a company wants to shoot you, they'll usually pay for your accommodations and pay for, like pay for your flight and stuff. And so, like, can- we're talking about a Canadian company in Canada, or no? Uh, well, any company really. Right. Like, they're gonna pay your accommodations. Okay. Um. So they, it's easier to pay a hundred dollar flight from LA to Las Vegas or back and forth to shoot somebody who's already here, hmm. um, than to like pay like me from Toronto to come back and whatever. So I try to make trips out here when I can. I try to make trips out here when I can. But um, the biggest thing is the work visa. Like some companies, they won't really care, but like the bigger companies, like they want you to have your paperwork in check, right? So it's easier for me to shoot for companies. Um, just being an American citizen, if mm. I was Canadian, I probably wouldn't get any shoots because you really need to like have your paperwork in order if you're going to shoot for anybody. What are some of the um, the the porn law differences between Canada and and America? So Canada really doesn't have the only really law is that you have to be 18. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have like we also have an end demand model, so prostitution. We don't have prostitution charges in Canada. What's end demand? End demand is like they go after the clients and not the hookers. So like, okay. so I can sell sex, but it's illegal for them to buy sex. Gotcha. So okay. Yeah, like ending the demand for sure. prostitution, um, which sucks. And I'd rather it all be no decriminalized. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather no one get arrested for hiring a hooker. But, um, so and that bleeds over into our porn laws, like mm-hmm. because prostit we can do prostitution. Mm-hmm. Generally, there's sure. there are some other. Like, I'm overgeneralizing it. There's a lot of, like, other laws specific to prostitution that are a thing. But, like, generally, you can do the- do a pro- one prostitute and you're fine. So they're, pre- uh, they're, pre- they're a little more chill yeah. than the states. But it sounds like there is things. And you say, like, one. So it sounds like if like you're a serial prostituter. No, which is I like, meant, that's- like, one prostitution. Yeah. I didn't mean one prostitute as oh, in, like, one uh, person. Oh, I'm, yeah. No, one <laughs> pro- like, you doing one prostitution. Right. So yeah. it's like. They're like, yeah, but don't do it serially. It's like, no, but that's the job. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's kind no, of the idea. It's, um, you can't work. Brothels are illegal. Um, rub and tugs aren't. Oh, um, dope. Yeah. No, okay. It's chill. Then next time I go like out to Canada, I'm going to be like, yo, yeah, where do I go to as find? As long as you're not like <laughs> banging the hookers or have condoms on the premise, they're okay. pretty. You can have a spa and get a license and strippers have to get licenses too it's all licensed stuff yeah. so happy ending places um are they separate from legit places or do legit places just like legit have a happy place, ending option le- no 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 so like this there's a spa like for like sure. rmts like registered massage therapists mm-hmm. but then there are like rub and tugs so they're different it's not like the rmts who go to school to be an rmt aren't like usually sure. jerking people just off, just but, sure. curious which um, sucks for me because the type of happy ending massage i want is I like I and it makes me like when I'm looking for providers more difficult because I do not want some like hot 23 year old to like rub my back for 20 minutes and tell me to turn over so she can jerk me off. It's there, like I want like someone who gives a massage. There is yeah. like I like I worked at a rub and tug and like I think half the girls there had their RMT license. Yeah, see that's you dope. just you just can't charge it through insurance because we have free healthcare but also like how cool would it be to charge it through insurance yeah. i'm sure i'm sure there are some rmt chicks who give who give rub and tug yeah. endings and run it through insurance i like i'd be shocked if it didn't happen ever like obviously it does um 
but yeah, so the the laws in Canada are pretty lax. Uh-huh. Um, do you do you have? Are there any particular small ones that you find particularly, um, you know, uh, annoying? What do you mean? Oh, um, the I laws. Know. Well, you said there. You said you were generalized. There's some small ones. And I like, don't you have like. To, yeah. I don't like that you can't work out of a residential space because I I just work from home. I don't really yeah. care. Um, I've got like a doorman and stuff. Like it's not a big deal. But like you can't work out of a residential space. You can't work together. Like because then it's considered a brothel. Wait, what you do you mean work, work together? With, like with other escorts. Oh, oh, oh! I, I was talking porn. Okay, so we're talking, we're talking. Oh, sex I thought you were right talking now. about the the laws. No, no, the, that's fine too. So you're the prostitution it, laws yeah. are the things that I. There's no laws that bug me about porn. porn. There's not really like we don't even have like pass system or the FSC or anybody. Pass isn't. And correct me if I'm wrong. Pass isn't a law. Pass is more like industry. Oh which, yeah, yeah okay, I was saying like we don't have any governing bodies cool. like that. Like we don't have. Do you think There's, it needs it or does it kind of like I think we do. I think that Pat like the FSC is doing some really great stuff and I wish it was more like unif- unified in Canada like we don't have the rules on like the two week test. You don't even need like obviously I like I get everyone to get tested on my sets but uh-huh. like that's not like even a thing that most companies in Canada do. Dude. They don't ask for your paperwork they don't really like as long as you and your partner your scene partner are okay with it then they don't sure really like like here like producers ask for your your pass code and like everything um and in canada we just don't have any real thing really like that yeah that's it, it's unfortunate. It's, uh, you would think that FSC could just get a Canadian chapter, even because yeah, they that got would the be dope. That would be dope. We really need it. We really need it. Um, Have there been attempts to get something like that out there? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Um, but still, like I said, sure. I'm 23, so yeah. it's not like I'm. I mean, like I kind of am Toronto porn at this scene, but I'm not like the the only (laughs) or any sort of veteran by any means sure sure but you're still kicking the major ass you got this uh filthy fucking luxury uh movie you just put out i I watched some of it uh because it's on hotmovies.com which is my long-time sponsor um big fan everyone promo code manhor get 23 minutes uh and then go watch watch and dump the 20 minutes over at jane's video yeah yeah check it out um you can also get um it's on all the major vod platforms like pop porn and um adult video empire all stuff, i think yeah. all those fun stuff yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. on but, hot but movies it's, and... it's a it's a fun it's a it's a fun video i like yeah. uh, i think i watched the scene that like took place like kind of like it looks like an alley kind of yeah, yeah. so that's the scene with kismet charlton mm-hmm. um we did that outside like in an alley outside my house and like we f- just finished filming it and then security came out and we're like nice yeah. nice work yeah so that was like that was that was definitely one of the riskier scenes on the film um i won't go into too much more detail but it's really hot and i fucked somebody with a beer bottle in a back alley and you should go watch it on which, hot movies which, which which if you if you have any sort of knee-jerk reaction like F- fucked with a beer bottle but it's like if you it's see if you, if you look at jane also you'd be like of course yeah. jane fuck someone with check a, beer. a check a photo of me before you finish listening to this so you kind of have a frame of reference um i'll plug my twitter and stuff right now anyway in case okay. anyone's interested um so on twitter i am at janeway dot oh wait no wait my move uh, okay cut and it's all right. <laughs> um, so my Twitter is at Janeway XYZ. My Instagram is Janeway underscore XYZ. And my website is, you guessed it, Janeway dot XYZ. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go check me out. I'm on many vids and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah. The movie's actually on many vids. You can get separate scenes Killer. or you can get the whole film. Yeah. Um, and my website, you can get DVDs. We're having free shipping right now. Just saying. Yeah. And we'll, we'll remind everyone free at shipping. the end to go to go do all that. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. But we almost. Uh. Or, or I, I. I would like. I hope I like to consider. And you can go if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh. Like almost like a suspended state of a of pre 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 production of like yeah. of an idea. So we're, we're in the the uh, the pitch stage of. We're <laughs> in. Oh yeah. Of yeah. our thing. Yeah. So we almost did some sort of like porn collaboration. Because so you. Yeah. I forget if you. Did you? I know you tweet like look, something about looking at people's shoe. Did you tweet anything particularly about 
different, like uh, not chiseled body dudes, or did um, I? Not- I don't. I get a lot of questions from fans that are like, "Will sure. you shoot people who aren't chiseled?" And I don't really shoot tons of chiseled yeah. dudes. Sure. Like, I mean, like I have. Yeah. It's just it just so happens that like most of the male to actually everyone but one male talent that I know of in Toronto has like chiseled abs, which is really <laughs> strange because that's not representative of the entire community, obviously. Sure. <laughs> um, but no, you don't have to have chiseled abs to shoot with me. Yeah. I, I am also shooting, I'll be taking, um, implementing some resources and to be shooting new people. Mm-hmm. So, um, once we finish pre-production for, um, my new company, porn's not dead. Um, it's porn's not dead.net. Um, we'll be, sh- I'll be implementing resources to shoot new people who want to break into the industry. Ooh. Yeah. So we can, so we had, I think that's kind of how. Yeah. I, I saw some kind of tweet like that. And then yeah. I, just, I mean, look, I say, I replied facetiously because, and then you were like, yeah, like, yeah. Fuck. And I was like, oh. And so for me, and I, you know, I had explained to you, I was like, well, it's funnier for me to do, like, I'd done one and I was like, well, like, I'm like, retired because like yeah. oh i did like one blowjob thing and then yeah. it was like i'm good uh and that, but i was like well if it's for the podcast i can like justify it because yeah yeah i would love to be like to do a porn no it'd be cool then- <laughs> so our idea more or less was that we had talked about was was it the the orgy one or the pepsi challenge it was which one the it was like hysterical literature but podcast blowjobs uh-huh. so like somebody going down on us both while we do the podcast oh that oh, yeah. oh, oh that was the third one yeah yeah that yeah. one i've wanted to do for so long oh uh, yeah, so, no, yeah that's super fun and then we had talked about doing like a like a shoot that we would cover for your podcast yeah. but it just it didn't end up happening yeah. avn is hey, always hey, so. one day we're gonna we're gonna do something fun that's uh yeah. sexy on mic and that you can film and sell and make all those exactly. big bucks on I'm into um, it. I'm into but it. like, yeah, I want to do an episode. I love doing stunty episodes like that. Like, yeah. I don't know if I have I told you like any of the things we've done. Like I've did like no. oral sex auditions where like oh. my friend was like bitching and moaning she couldn't find anyone who like had, had a high sexual IQ. So I was like, let's hold auditions, and I got five guys to go down oh, on her amazing. for like ten minutes, just like as a oh, sampling. Yeah. I've done stuff like this yeah. before. Like my ex <laughs> and I, my ex and I used to be like both really into the same kind of girls. So it'd be like. Oh, like I bet I can eat pussy better than you. He's like, oh no, I can eat pussy better than you. So we'd like have contests with my friends. Um, we, I, yeah. I had a, I had a date night like a couple years ago where like uh, it was like three couples. We had like a little like poly date night, and at one point like when things were getting sexier, we were like, oh, let's do a thing. So all the guys got blindfolded and uh, they mm. went around taking turns. You want me to hold? Uh, like they went around taking turns, like giving blow, like some blowjobs to everybody, and not for nothing. I was the only one who could identify each and every one of them. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. That's I, amazing. Well, because like I know, I knew, I knew my girlfriend's uh blowjob. I was like, yeah. okay, that that's her. And then the other ones, oh, well, this one feels like very thin lips. So this one has to be this person. Oh and it's like, <laughs> yeah. See, look at you. You got it. You got um, it down pat. You got it down to a science. Yeah. I would love to do an episode like where we'd be talking really just like this yeah. with Mike Stance. Yeah. With Mike Stance <laughs> um, next time. Come on. Yeah. And then, but, so, but they're only going down on us when we're speaking. So, yeah. like, I'm speaking right now. And someone. So you'd be getting blown. And then I would be getting blown right now when I'm talking. And yeah. now, now I'd be getting. And uh, be getting yeah. And they keep That's stopping. That's some like serious workout for those two, whoever we find to do that. Well, if anyone wants to volunteer, you get to. <laughs> Have sex with me for free, which usually you don't. You don't get. No one really gets to have sex with me for free, so just saying. But and then it'd be interesting to see, like, what kind of conversation can we manage to have? Uh, oh my god, I'm so no. I would win. I'm so good at that. I'm so good at multitasking. Yeah. <laughs> I come up with like really good porn ideas, like while getting fucked. I'm just like I plan it out in my head. I'm such a. I'm really good at that. Kind What's of one that you still want to do? One that I still want to do is I really, really, really want. Oh my god, there's so many. But what? Let me try and narrow it down to one. I really want to do. Um, I really want to get gang banged. I want to do like my, oh my first god. gang bang. You've never been gang banged. I've never <laughs> been gang banged, and I want to do it like on camera, like Evil Angel style. Okay, so if Evil Angel wants to do my first gang bang, I'll do it for trade. Just saying. I mean, and they should. <laughs> Because Jane's crazy hot and Evangel, like, come yeah. on, you know, you know. I feel like if Angel, you look, if, you look if, evil angel. If evil angel wants to give me a shot, I feel like they wouldn't be disappointed. I don't saying. think they would be either. <laughs> um, 
So I tried to get gangbanged on FetLife, but we couldn't find anybody. Um, we were also not living in the city, so I feel like that mm. might have like influenced it a bit. We have a bit smaller pool to look through, but I never even thought to filter through Reddit to do a gangbang. That sounds, but like I, I've been wanting to do a gangbang. Um, I want to do my first on film gangbang. Mm. Um, but I also want to do a gangbang where it's like, 500 bucks a head or something and then just dudes pay to come in and gangbang me all together uh-huh so i'm trying to host one of those too do you think they'll do you think they'll want to is okay i well i actually don't know your base is 500 a discount for you for your uh, normal rates? so i usually charge 400 an hour okay so 500 for like a couple hours but 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 then i'd also it'd be like six dudes so like five times six and then, right and then for two hours so like you know, it'd be a good chunk of money. Yeah, but well, I'm curious um, if the guys are going to want to pay extra to like sort of share. Well, yeah, That's what I was they thinking. they want to gangbang people. Like, so you're so going the for the gangbangers yeah. specifically, not the guys who are because yeah, like there's no. a lot of the guys who are participating in these who are like yeah. they're not. It's not that they're in the gangbangs, but they want to have sex with this person and they're will, some willing willing to. Some people be would, there. but that's that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I've hosted orgy parties before, yeah. like with clients who pay like 900 bucks to get into the orgy, and then it's like you get some other like chicks. sex with their friends yeah. to like yeah so like it, the group party thing is definitely at least in toronto is definitely like a thing that people are into so and i've had lots of lots of interest on the gang thing. i just haven't i've been so busy with my film and with por- pre-production for porn's not dead that i really haven't had a chance to like sit down and host something but um it's definitely something i'm gonna do so if i anyone... recommend reddit as a spot there's okay. a lot of thirsty dudes you get a lot of people who can't follow instructions but the thing is i like to oh, make well that's my job that's right. my entire job as an escort is people who can't follow directions yeah. so yeah. i think i'd be okay <laughs> at it but no i recently got on reddit so um ginger banks who's um an online uh-huh. friend of mine she and i are supposed to be shooting on sunday oh, i hope great. it happens who knows um avn is always like um everything's crazy and nothing happens the way it's supposed to but Ginger has been a big advocate for Reddit, as well as sex worker mm-hmm. rights and stuff. She's really great. Um, but as also is like Reddit, so like it's the third most visited site. Like everyone go on Reddit, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. So I got on Reddit. I'm still like trying to figure it out, but I am there's on there. There's a lot of subs, uh, subreddits, I should say. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot of subreddits that you are like perfect for just without you doing anything other than just being yourself right yeah but they get so hyper specific like they have ones like there's a subreddit just called boobs between arms and it's just people doing like this pose that's it that's it's just that interesting there's ones there's a one there's one just for boobs when hanging down hanging boobs yeah it's swinging titties titty drops like just doing taking the shirt off slowly like it's so hyper specific well you'll have to send me some of your favorites because i'm interested to explore this reddit world you know what on my next session with my little uh my little bottle of coconut oil i will do a very purposeful search of subreddits to be like okay we're gonna go find the good subreddits for jane uh, I yeah, would, find g- me some find me some good subreddits. I'll, g- I'll find you some like really good like uh punk yeah uh, punk porn looking ones. Punk too. porn. There's got to be Tat- a sub- tatted people. Our sub porn punk. Por- oh my god, I can't even speak. I have <laughs> dyslexia too, so I'm really bad at. Wait, 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 wait is, is, it was God just trying to be like, I'm really gonna make this difficult. I know God's like <laughs> how many he things? had to nerf me. He had to nerf me. I What's was nerfing? too powerful. What's nerfing? Ner- like in video games where you get nerfed if if a if a it's usually in like um and so like okay so basically <laughs> if if they make a character in the game that's too powerful yeah. they nerf them to make to level them out if usually it's like PVP or PVE games where it's like okay so take it I'll try to figure out an example. Like, are you talking about giving them, like, a like, blaring weak spot or something? Yeah. So, okay. So, like, say Smash Bros. Say, like, one character in Smash Bros. is, like, way too good against everybody else. So, a nerf is when they make it less powerful to kind of even out the game. Okay. Yeah. So, he, he had to nerf me because I was too powerful. <laughs> Did you th- Have you thought that way for a long time? Oh, or? yeah. W- I have, like, I have a very... I'm very confident. I'm very, and I was, excuse me. I wasn't always, but I'm very confident and I'm very, um, I think I'm really cool. And if other people don't think I'm cool, they probably aren't that cool, but also whatever. <laughs> like, did, did you, did you find, uh, like whenever you learned the term nerfing, yeah. did you ever like, 
did a did you associate that term to yourself, Kyle? Oh no, or? it's nothing that deep. I just uh, kind of oh, came <laughs> up with it on the spot. <laughs> you're like Billy. You're thinking way too hard. About this <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. I kind of just. I think it was a meme. Probably, I'm just quoting. Yeah. I'm a realm of so, memes. So also dyslexic, but then you also have uh, another. Uh, dis- do you get disability? I don't. Yeah, disability. So like, I can't tell what I'm gonna say that's gonna get me tweeted at. Uh, No, you're fine. (laughs) You're fine. Um, so like, I have Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which is um a connective tissue disease. Okay. Um, it makes me like really weak in my limbs and my joints, and I dislocate my joints all the time, and I have a lot of like chronic pain and stuff like that. I never get colds though. I never get the flu, but I am really sick. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, how? how have like have you like what type of things you have we've we've talked about disabled sex like from time to time and like Mm -hmm. things for different people i've got some people write in asking for tips and i'm usually like oh i know i'm not oh well let's read some do you have some do you want show me i can you know what i show me some i'll answer some disability sex questions there's specifically one i we've we've read it on the show i had somebody um uh, record something I, mm-hmm. i'm forgetting her name off the top of my head but uh I, I, let's hear your your yeah. stance on it because i'm happy if anybody <laughs> if any of the man whore listeners want to have some disability sex questions tweet at me and i'm happy to help yeah because like i'm far from qualified on that one um i'm just trying to find a yeah. question because um, I very much remember it. And it was the first time I think I really had to get asked the question. And I was like, what do I say? And he's a, a fella. Uh... So <clears throat> I'll, read, I'll read the email out loud again. Okay. And then you give me your take on it. Um, and some of you might re- recognize this. So, you know, hang tight. Uh, hey, Billy. Um, I want to show you an email regarding sex when one of the adults has a disability. I don't think it's something that isn't really discussed. Uh, but I'm of half decent health, but I suffer from cystic fibrosis. This means I can easily get out of breath if I'm doing the hard work. The easy solution in the past has been to let my female partner take the lead and do the hard work, but with some past partners, that's resulted in a boring sex life, and I'm looking to switch it up. I also hate being seen as lazy. I love going down on women, but just struggle sometimes to fuck women for long periods. Any ideas? Um, and also, um, you should just know this is a, like a, a cis man writing in. Okay, cool. Well, no, that's, a, I, um, I get that too. I've always been really self-conscious about being lazy, uh, or perceived as lazy. I had an ex of mine who I'd be like, oh, I love when we fuck. He's like, no, I fuck you. Like, you know? And so because he's like you don't do the work and i'm like well i'm doing the best i can and that's really all you can do is you've just got to do the best you can if you're sometimes it may like sometimes the sex just isn't there right but if you really work with your partner and you explain like this is how my body works and this is how we like i have things like in porn scenes that i just can't do right i'm like like sorry guys can't do that anything or can't in particular do um reverse cowgirl is really hard um cowgirl is really hard on my knees and my sure. and my um pelvis mm-hmm. um so i can do i can do cowgirl for a bit but i usually need the partner to pick up some slack on the on the underside um but i just you just got to be aware of what you can and you can't do and communicate that with your partner because there's definitely some middle ground there and the right person isn't going to see you as lazy. I know that's like a hang up that we all have as people with disabilities. It's really hard to be like, Oh, I'm a fucking lazy bitch. Like, what do I do? Um, the wrong people are going to treat you like that, but the right people, the people that you should be fucking, um, are going to be understanding and be able to work with you. Prime example. Uh, this podcast, I yeah. Normally, people are holding the mics. I know your situation, so, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So it's like I knew that, and I was like, yeah. I'm fine holding the mic. Yeah. If you want to hold it, sometimes give it back to me. Cool, but like I am so fine holding that for you because yeah. like I know that's yeah, what's needed. We for just you to do. and that's because we communicated it beforehand. Yeah. So think of the podcast as we're having sex now. Yeah, and I, then I, we I, can. Well, <laughs> finally, you've been wanting to think that way for forever. No, um, it's like like 
I don't see you as lazy because you like yeah because these not, are just not, my limitations yeah not that you don't want to hold the mic that's your limitation like mm. and the same thing will happen in sex and then someone who freaks is a d bag yeah like yeah. somebody doesn't want to like if you are able to hold both mics and you don't because you think I should be carrying my weight then maybe you'd be shitty but like if you're like no I am perfectly capable of holding two mics so I'm just gonna do that like. There you go. It's problem solved, right? Um, yeah. It sucks. It's just problem solving. Them. <laughs> yeah. And, and communication. And also there's yeah. like creativity and think of like, okay, can't do X, Y, and Z, but I could do, you know what? A, B, and C, I could do. Exactly. Um, I saw a really cool seminar on like, uh, like fat girl sex. Uh, I think her name's Laura Delario. I might be misnaming uh-huh. um, or misremembering her name. But uh, she at the Brooklyn Sex Expo a couple years ago, she did this really cool um, lecture for an hour on like positions and types of toys that like help because like, oh, you have to reach over a little more. Maybe you need like a toy with a longer stem or here's certain positions that help or here's a product that helps get your hips up in the right yeah, way. Exactly. And you can always and there's tons of if you go to your local sex store, there's going to be tons of stuff, too, mm-hmm. that um can maybe give you that little boost that you need to do xyz and abc yeah so it's always or talk to your local sex worker too like hire us for a consultation fee or hire a sex worker period and, and we're, yeah. we're creative and fun and that would be a nice and, i would welcome a, a, a client who was like so here are my limitations what can we do like that'd be exciting for me to kind of figure out how to how to navigate that in a really exciting way. I think that would be super cool to ask for any sex worker. How do, and how does that work out uh, with clients? Is that something you do need to warn, do you warn them up front or? No, I don't warn them. Um, I'm pretty capable. Um, and a lot of escorting is talking about stuff beforehand. And a lot of guys are pretty vanilla. Sure. So it's not really, it's not really like a big deal. Um, I have my tricks too. Like if I get tired, I'll just be like, oh, I have to suck your dick right now. <laughs> like, you know, there's little, there's little <laughs> That's things. a great trick. Yeah, That's a, little... a trick you can use really almost anywhere in life. You know, I really got to suck your dick right now. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, you can cut me in line at this concert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just, you put, if you put people's dicks yeah. in your mouth, then it usually turns out pretty good. It does help immensely. <laughs> Big fan um jane you've been so much fun to talk to i'm glad we finally got to do this and now hopefully we'll like you know be doing like a porn together someday i'm stoked let's do it that'll be dope um one more time uh your handles are at jane way xyz and the uh, website is janeway.xyz and you have your uh film product your porn production company porn's not dead porn's not dead which is porn's not dead.net um yeah um feel free to check out my website um hit me up my pronouns are they them by the way um so don't tweet at me and call me a girl because that's like a really good way to get me not on the wrong foot Mm -hmm. um but um yeah i'm i'm a disabled sex worker with multiple personalities and a little bit autistic and a little bit (laughs) dyslexic and i'm happy i got to talk to you guys today and you're also a whole bunch of badass i am (laughs) <laughs> Thanks so much. Why say goodbye to everybody? All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, Jane Way, what a delight. Uh, I want to know how much they delighted you. Let me get your feedback. I want to know what you thought about the show. You can tweet at me uh, or or comment on Instagram. Uh, just search Billy. Pre- you know, I noticed everyone's always like giving these different handles. But you know what? You can just search Billy Persida and I show up at the top. So you don't need to memorize what my handle is. Just search Billy Persida. It's P-R-O-C-I-D-A. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Let me know what you thought about the show. Uh, you can also comment on the Man Whore Podcast Facebook page. That one you do have to search Man Whore Podcast. Uh, but I would love to know what you thought. And if you want to send me your comments, your questions, your titty pictures, you can send that over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. New York City. We've got the Man Whore Podcast live show August 3rd at Karma Lounge. Uh, by the way, sponsored by MotorBunny.com. Uh, I want to see you there. Get your tickets right now at manwhorepod.com slash tickets. If you enjoyed that Chicago live show and you live in the area, you're going to want to see this in person. It's awesome. All right. Next week. Uh, oh, boy. This weekend, I got to go to Montana. I got a, I got a wedding I'm going to in Montana. It's my first uh, non-family adult wedding. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, next week, we've got an episode coming out. 
with stand-up comedian and podcaster and, uh, well, let's just say he's got some opinions on being a man. Dante Nero, everybody. Stay hydrated, stay cool, and stay slutty.